Hello and welcome to the Persephone program for August 5th, 2020. And today I have some exciting news. I actually have a guest, my partner and uh, quarantine buddy, Ernesto Corti. Hi, Ernesto. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I am good. And thank you so much for recording with me today. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's exciting. I wanted to talk about a couple things, uh, one of them being, uh, you know, coupling in the time of COVID-19, the other being a little bit about your own personal experience with uh, growing up uh, in Argentina, with growing up during a dictatorship, a little bit about your life. Um, and we'll also then get it into your astrology too, if that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, it's so generous of you, I appreciate that. Um, so firstly, let's talk about the fact that today is our anniversary. Well, happy anniversary. <laughs> happy anniversary. I'm very happy that we are sharing this life, even in the last <sighs> six, seven months, which have been extremely difficult for everybody. Yeah. Uh, thank God, I think our life is being fairly easy for the most part, living during this quarantine. Uh, so yeah, I'm happy to share it with you. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's interesting because uh, Ernesto is a uh, production manager and lighting designer for live concerts and tours. And so most of his career, I mean, the past 30 years, right, has been um, on the road, traveling. Yeah, I have 35 years since I started working on the business. Uh, I started back in Argentina, my country. And uh, yeah, 35 years later, I'm here in the U.S. I've been in the U.S. for uh, 30 years now. Actually, September is going to be 30 years that I've been living in LA. I live in LA for 27, and then we moved to Vegas. So yeah, um, 35 years on the road, pretty much. And so would it be fair to say that you've never had a time like this? You've never not worked? Never. Never in, under any circumstances, even in the worst recession, even in the worst time for touring, uh, even on the worst economies. Uh, we never had a we never seen something like this never I agree and I think that um, it's it's such a challenge personally I know for everyone I mean certainly you know the people that I'm reading for my friends our mutual friends everyone is having a hard time but it's especially hard on the people whose entire industries really have been essentially eliminated this year, like yours. Yeah, the problem with our industry is um, that we don't know, nobody knows what is going to happen. Right. We all are expecting to go back to normal, if you can call it somehow normal. Uh, but, you know, that's a big difference with any other industry. You know, if you work as a, <coughs> excuse me, uh, as a doctor, which 
you know, that'd be a bad example because I've been busy all this time. But anyways, any other career, basically, you know that you're going back to your life, you're going back to be a doctor, you're going back to be a lawyer, you're going back to be a teacher, you're going back to uh, sales or anything that you used to do or you do. Uh, in our case, in many cases, including myself, we at this point, uh, it's so dark, our future, because we don't know, we're expecting to go back to normal, but we don't know if that normal is going to come back ever. So we start looking for another options, and those are the problems that we are confronting nowadays, because people like me, uh, that we pass, you know, we are over 50 years old, uh, you know, our, the chances of getting a new job or starting a new career is very limited. Right. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it's very, very interesting to say it in a nice way. Uh, but uh, we are a big, big question mark in our future. I don't know if you remember me talking to you about the astrology of this year. Do you? I do. I do. I do. And it was like, you know, again, like everyone is being affected by this time, but your your personal chart was also like massively affected um, by the Saturn-Pluto conjunction, which was like exactly conjunct the angles of your chart, uh, the lunar eclipse in uh, Cancer at the in January was basically exactly conjunct your sun, um, which is right on top of your midheaven. So it was like pretty obvious to see that, you know, something would be changing in your life from all this energy. Yeah, I remember that. It's so hard to predict specifically, you know, um, you know, or, or for me to say like, oh, you know, it looks like, I mean, I think I remember saying like, looks like things may be changing career-wise for you. Not, not fully, not like you're going into a new career, but that there is this, that Saturn Pluto death kind of you know Terminator kind of like endurance energy that you're gonna have to deal with you know when things are moving away you know it you know it was a kind of hard thing to say to you and it it, it kind of trips me out the fact that um, you know that the astrology was like so kind of like massively unfortunately accurate in both taking away um, you know in many ways like your career at least for the time period and then also you know, my, my mom, my mom's, uh, the astrology for my mom's passing was so intense, you know, and right on top of all of that too. So it's been quite a year for both of us. Yeah. I think for everybody's being a, you know, a very, uh, special, uh, life experience. And I know that, you know, that we're going to go back to normal eventually after we get a vaccine, a cure or something like that. Unfortunately, uh, it's going to take a while, you know, that, and that is why uh, we are worried about it because how long is going to be to get a solution to all these problems, you know, and I'm, I'm sure that a lot of people agree with me, you know, that there, there are and there will be so many activities that we won't be able to do it anymore unless we get a vaccine or a cure. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure that, you know, if you're listening to this, I don't know if you ever thought about the fact that, you know, there's an entire, I'm sure you do know, there's an entire entertainment industry that is being like, you know, 
held hostage right now too by all of this. And so, you know, many of them don't have, uh, you know, there aren't really good solid unions there, I guess, for everyone. And they don't have a lot of backup, you know? And so there isn't really anything that you can do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like... I mean, there there are unions for people like working on the movies, um, people working, you know, for musicians and stuff like that, for people like me that we can call ourselves roadies, in a way, we are freelancers and we are independent contractors. And uh, 80%, I would say, they are, we all are freelancers, you know? So we just are on our own. We many don't have uh, health insurance. We don't have a pension plan. We don't have a salary <laughs> every month or every week. So yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty tough. And if I'm not mistaken, Last I heard, we are about 12 million people involved in the entertainment industry, which includes obviously music, movies, theater, and probably sports. I'm not sure if sports people is included, but people that deal with technology and on entertainment and stuff like that, uh, like stagehands, <coughs> sound engineers, uh, lighting directors, lighting designers, video directors, stuff like that. It's about 12 million people. It's amazing. Yeah. It's like this, you know, tremendous, I guess, you know, tremendously impacted industry. But like, how, how have you, I've noticed because we live together, I've noticed that you have actually been handling this really, really well. And why do you think that is? And what are some of the things that you've personally been doing that have helped you to just kind of like get through the fear and, you know, and, and to stay peaceful and balanced? Um, to start with, the main thing is to see that the people that I, that work with me or work on the same industry, we are on the same boat. Yeah. Um, so that it puts you some kind, it gives you some kind of uh, calm, if you would, uh, because it's just not me not being able to work. It's a lot of people. Um, and then what it put me what it gives me calm is that I had a great career, uh, especially in the last four or five years, six years, that I was touring very, very hard. And so I was able to save a little bit of money, which obviously it was, uh, my plan was to spend it on my retirement. Now, like another friend of mine said, we are leaving the retirement because uh, basically, we're using all our savings right now, and as soon as this is over, we're gonna go back to work, and we work, we will work until the end of, until we die, because <laughs> there is no more retirement for us. You know, we're gonna have to work either to pay what we own or what the loans that we're getting now or whatever we are doing now to survive. We're gonna be working for that for the rest of our life. Well, I think that you're probably not alone. That many Americans feel like that. You know, not many people have like a solid and, you know, retirement plan that they, you know, that sometimes the retirement plans are also like, you know, uh, you know, rainy day funds, which is what they are. Uh, this is definitely a rainy day. Um, but, you know, I got to tell you that in looking at your astrology, that I think that things, you know, will improve for you, especially like beginning in 2021. Um, and so that, you know, and plus you have me, right? Right. And so, don't worry. You're not alone. Hashtag we're all in this together. 
How, um, how have you been dealing with like having to be every day, like in a house with me, you know, for the last period of time when we have never spent this much time together ever in the years that we've been together. So it's been kind of interesting and different. Yes. Um, I think we are very lucky uh, to have each other because our personalities are personalities that they can, uh, let me think about how I'm gonna express this, <laughs> how to phrase it. Um, I think we are very independent in, an or, in an or, our own ways and we don't need to be on top of each other all the time um, and that helps that helps is you know you can do your stuff in your own I can do my stuff in my own uh, we have uh, thank God we got a nice space that we can you know everybody has a room or office or you know and we don't need to be in the same room all the time or anything like that so that I think that helps and uh, but mainly it's just the personalities that you don't need me to pay attention to you 24/7 or I don't need to I don't need you to pay attention to me 24/7. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. But that being said, like I, I know a lot of couples that um, they don't eat, they don't eat meals together, and they, like that's something that we like do religiously. So like we we actually do a lot of stuff together, um, but we definitely don't need eat, you know eat, eat each other to uh, amuse each other. And I think that that is very helpful. Yeah, you know? and then also we like the same things. That's true for the most part, which is watching TV most of the time. Uh. <laughs> I don't know if I like watching uh, TV. Listen to, <laughs> listening to music yeah. a lot. Um, so, you know, there are activities that, you know, we can do together, we can do separately, but we, when we do it together, we enjoy it. We like the same kind of movies. We like True. the same music. Yes. Uh, we are very open, you and me, we have a very open mind about listening or watching new stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, now we got a new thing that we just discovered is just working and doing uh, puzzles. Yes, I just ordered another jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> I uh, guess we are retired. Which that will keep you very busy for a quarantine. That's not a bad idea it's, just to keep your fun. mind busy during the quarantine. Yeah, it's it's like healthy crack. <laughs> not that I know what crack is because I haven't had crack. But um, So Ernesto, you became a citizen last year. After yes, being in this country for 30 years? Almost 30 years, correct. How interesting that you became a citizen um, now. And I also wanted to ask you, because um, I was, I'm reading this amazing book called Mysteries by Colin Wilson, and there's a chapter in it called The Curious History of Human Stupidity, where he talks a little bit about... Um, something called the right man and the tendency to uh, want to use rightness and righteousness for recognition and self-esteem. And the late Abraham Maslow, who was an amazing behaviorist, pointed out that, you know, humans are swayed by three basic appetites, security, sex, and self-respect. And all three produce irrational behavior, but the appetite for self-esteem causes more damage than the other two put together. At the worst, it can produce a form of insanity accompanied by delusions. And so I was reading all this and it was going, you know, talking to Ernesto and saying like, oh my God, this is just, you know, this is, this sounds a lot like the behavior of our president. 
And um, and so, you know, that's one of the things that Ernesto and I both get along uh, with is that we are both, um, we, he is not, I'm a Democrat, registered Democrat, he is not, but um, we both agree that Donald Trump is a, a, a really horrendous, you know, leader and president. And one of the things that I think a lot of Americans are scared at about is a kind of like almost fascist ideology that is, you know, at play in our country. And so I wanted to ask you, Ernesto, about your own experience with, I guess you could call it fascism, with um, growing up in with a dictator because Ernesto uh, is Argentinian and he did grow up with a dictator in a dictatorship. What are some of the parallels between like the experiences that you had then and like some of the things that maybe Trump has said or things that are going on or, uh, and what are your fears or thoughts? I don't know if I can really compare it because uh, we are living in a totally different times and different worlds, different countries. You know, I was living in a third world country when I I lived under the dictatorship. Uh, now we live in, you know, on top country, you know, used to be, I'm still thinking this number one country on the planet, but um, very bad managed in a way. Yeah. You know, the only thing yeah. that I can compare, which is obvious in any dictatorship or any kind of... Um, situation like we are living nowadays is power trips is definitely the I don't know if it's to be I don't know the desire or I don't know exactly how to explain it but it's just all about control 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 and when I say control is control mainly about money Mm -hmm. Uh, and second of all uh, you control people just to tell them what to do what to wear where to go, what to do, or what not to do. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that I can compare, you know, because when we were kids and we were growing up with the, you know, with the military power, dictatorship, it was the same. They always tell you where to go, what times you can go or not, uh, what to wear, because in many cases they tell you not to wear clothes, but for instance, there was no a way that any male could use any earrings or earpieces or makeup or anything like that. Forget about being gay or forget about being having long hair. You couldn't have long hair because they... That's intense. Like was that a law? It wasn't a law. It wasn't a law. But if you get arrested, the first thing that they did is they shave you. You know? And you can get arrested just because. you Because you just were walking on the street with a group larger than two people, you know? Uh, or they just, if you're walking along, many cases people were walking along. And back on the day, back on the time, 60s, 70s, you know, people uh, like to, many people like to be hippies or have a long hair mm-hmm. or and feel free and wear whatever they want, you know? Yeah. So, but to go to school was almost a, a rule that I remember that the standard, the rule for males was that your hair couldn't touch your uh, collar on the, you know, on the shirt. Because if you touch the collar of the shirt, it was too long. So they send you back home and you have to come back with a haircut, mm. you know. And that was a school, yeah. a pub, I'm talking about public school, right. not even a private school, you know. But everybody, many people fo- follow 
the standard rules, if you want to call it standard, you know, that you have to be clean cut and you have to wear, you know, again, they, you have to do what they wanted to do, you know. It's interesting too, because like that time period, and that was like what, 76 to like 80, what? The one that I live, it was 76, 74 until 82. Yeah, I was thinking like that was the time of Pluto and Libra, the last time that Pluto was in a cardinal sign, you know, Pluto is in Capricorn right now too. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting looking at the, the astrology of that time. That was a, a pivotal time, uh, you know, here in the United States with, you know, kind of ushering in uh, Reaganomics as well. And, you know, um, there was this like interesting kind of like push to um, a kind of conservatism like in the air. You know, because it happened here in the United States, too. I mean, nothing like that because it wasn't a dictatorship. Um, but it's interesting that you say that it was like that you lived in a third world country because um, I've been to Argentina and it, it seems far from that. It is extremely European. It, You know, Buenos Aires is like, you know, Paris or Rome. I mean, it's incredible. Uh, and but I suppose that any country could potentially be put in that place having you know with the wrong leadership exactly exactly and we've been in that situation since uh, 1974 which was the last presidency of uh, Peron you know and which he was a military that originally he ran the country as a independent governor he created his own party the Peronism uh, and they're still, you know, nowadays the governors or the president today is supposed to follow or be part of the party, which, you know, we can agree to disagree and there is a long story behind it. Yeah. You know, because they are saying that uh, many people saying the program was good, many people saying the program was bad. So, you know, it's always, uh, but, you know, when Perón started Argentina was the seventh largest economy on the on the world and you can see that when you go like it's it's such yeah. a big nowadays major I, don't city. Even, I don't even think that is in yeah. the hundred in the top hundreds which is very sad and you know it's just but it's a reality that basically Latin America has been living through uh, for many many years Latin yeah. America has always been fighting to either to be communist or capitalist, you know, mm -hmm. uh, or socialism was always a beautiful idea, but at the end of the day, he never, you know, if you were communist, you're extremist, you're, you know, if you're a capitalist, you're extremist, and so on and so on, you know, but uh, it's a long story. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so let's talk about something more fun. Let's talk about how you started in rock and roll. Um, and you could just give us like the shorthand and then like you've you've worked for some of the biggest bands in the world I think I have yeah 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 um, the way I worked that I started I started when I was 14 15 um, basically we wanted to we did first off we didn't have until uh, 1982 we didn't listen it was prohibited to listen or to sorry to pro, to play anything on TV or radio that was English or any other Ooh. any other things that basically um, we only listen to national music Argentinian music folk music and yeah. definitely watch Argentinian movies 
maybe a Spanish movie here and there. Back in the day, it was no internet, so everything was very limited and very easy to control. Or it was easier to control. <clears throat> so um, once that we started to listen, I mean, we always managed to, we have friends that their parents traveled to Europe, their parents traveled to the US, their parents brought some music from other countries, and that was okay. You can listen to music, you know, just don't play it on the radio. That was the idea. Um, unless that you get your house raided for some reason, then they will destroy any, oh anything like books or movies or music. You know, back in the day it was vinyl. Uh, there were barely cassettes. <laughs> uh, and then definitely there was no, no way to record any movies. So, but so we were listening to music. But anyways, we like our national music and there was a big national Argentinian rock movement, which I also was part of. In many cases, I worked with all the top bands in Argentina. And uh, the way that I started is because I wanted to go see shows and we couldn't afford the tickets. So basically what we did is we went, uh, we know that such day uh, it was this band playing in town. So we went and we show up to the arena or to the venue very early in the morning, me and a couple of friends and we sit and wait for the trucks to show up and as soon as the truck shows up and they open the trucks and start unloading the equipment we just grab a case we grab a truss we grab <laughs> any piece of equipment and then we start helping them uh you know which it was a crew coming from the capital pretty much uh the bands were coming from the capital as well so that's the way because we wanted to see the concerts and the only way for us to pay somehow for the ticket which we never got a ticket but we just you know were the stagehands helping the the crews the traveling crew the touring crew um and that's the way that we started and then once that we realized that we liked it and definitely i grew up my father was a radio dj and i always i remember going probably when i was four or five years old i went to a radio station and I went to the control room and I saw a console and I'm like I want to play with all those knobs and those buttons and I want to touch everything and I want to play with that so since that day I knew in a way that I want to work and be part of the music business and I did it little by little I, I did it so I worked my way I started in let's say 1984 in Argentina and um, you know, a couple, a few years after uh, I moved to Mexico, I lived in Mexico City for three years, working with the biggest Mexican bands. And then I moved to, accidentally, I moved to LA in 1990. Yeah. You didn't even speak English. I didn't, still and don't speak English. it was English. the first, was it <laughs> the first um, show that you went to? The first show that you worked was the Wiltern in LA, right? Wilton, yeah. And that's where you met... Carmen. Yeah. Correct. So basically, your first night in the United States, didn't speak English, you met Carmen, who would be your wife and the mother of your son, and that first night, and basically you guys like kind of fell in love, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it happened so fast. It did. Very fast. Yeah. And, it, and so then, like, you moved here not knowing English, not having a job, for love and opportunity pretty much yeah also i met a person this that after the show <coughs> excuse me um i met a person that he promised me he saw my job my work 
and he thought that I have an opportunity in this country and he was part of a huge uh, probably the largest lighting company in the world and I just out of curiosity I just asked him if I want to stay in the country or move to the country one day will you help me and he said of course I will help you no problem and then I did without planning yeah. it I ended up living in LA and I called this person and he offered me right away a huge job but I think then he realized that I didn't speak any English and then <laughs> that was the end of that kind of relationship in a way or conversation for sure and you know many many years I mean I never heard from this guy for many years and then uh, obviously I learned English mm-hmm. um, I started working with many different bands from the UK many different bands from all over the world and then bands from the US and then many years we found uh, during a party uh, and he probably he wouldn't remember me first off and then when I start just kind of refreshing his memory he said oh you're that guy and I say yeah mm-hmm. I'm the guy that you never call back again or you never answer the phone <laughs> and now look at me and, and then yeah, yeah exactly and then three years ago the same absolutely the same guy um, I was working uh, being the production manager for this la- uh, large very famous artist which I'm not going to say his name but anyways <laughs> we did start doing uh, this huge residency here in Vegas and the same guy was begging me to give him the account for his company mm. you know, so that show you how everything yeah what goes around comes around yeah don't screw with people you know yeah, especially yeah. in this business, you never know. <laughs> you know, life has many turns and, you know. You are, so in the beginning, you start off as a lighting designer and you've worked with some of the biggest bands in the world. So um, we can list some of those, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, tell us tell us uh, some of the, all the different bands that you, like, have either been the lighting designer with or production manager or any other thing. I mean, there's some, they're, like, from... You know, I mean, big pop bands like, you know, from, uh, you know, Guns N' Roses to, you know, Pitbull to various other yeah. in between. Like, what are some of the other ones that you worked well, with? Well, you know, you can list The Cult. You can the do cult. Yeah. Wise you Snake. European tours with Motley Crue. Motley Crue and Tommy Lee solo. Uh-huh. Um, uh, there's so many that I can... Sometimes everybody asks me, it's like... Uh, what was the one that you went to Russia with that you're telling me like this... Well, I went to Russia a few times. I went different times. Oh, Joe Satriani. With Brazilian girls. I went the Brazilian girls. Joe Satriani. I went with White Snake. Like, uh-huh. No, it was uh, somebody else. Not Brazilian girls. It was another one. I don't know. Um, so anyway, lots of bands. Lots of different bands. Lots of different bands. Lot, lots of different genres. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, on the beginning, obviously, I wanted to work I mean, I didn't. It wasn't like I wanted, but I was more focused. I probably accidentally or by contact, by default, maybe. Uh, I was only doing rock and roll, a lot of heavy metal in so many cases, and then uh, the whole thing started spreading out. You know, because uh, also in the beginning we did it for fun because that was a fun thing to do. Then we realized that we could travel and we can have fun and we can have girls and then we can, 
you know, sex, drugs, the, and rock and roll. Correct. It's all it's all real. Ah, uh, it is all real. Uh, so, but then what was something just fun trying to be our career and mm -hmm. then it turned to be a lifestyle first off and then our careers and then we realized that we needed to keep doing this in order to pay our bills and have a life and then we start just taking any opportunities with anybody I work with Britney Spears you know yeah. uh, I remember once in, and share in a month <laughs> I work with share in a month I went from doing high school musical oh yeah Okay, to Ricky Martin and from Ricky Martin to Guns N' Roses, which yeah. was probably the most That's hilarious. fun month of my life due to the variety of artists, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's funny. You know, it's funny because like, I'm looking at your, your astrology and, you know, so much of like, you know, your, your chart shows that, you know, not only would you, you know, have... A really prominent career that you would be seen for you know your, your son is like exactly conjunct your midheaven and your midheaven is your direction and it's your career and your vocation and how people see you and how you are seen and you have sun and jupiter there you have um your you know you have a scorpio ascendant and you're a cancer son um i think that you know being i know that you're an extremely creative person, but also like taking care of a team and being a leader, you know, is also a big part of what you do um, in your job, as especially as a production manager. But you have a bunch of planets also in your ninth house, and that is also the house of travel, and especially travel overseas travel. And you always see that really kind of prominent, um, that and the sign of Sagittarius in the charts of people that actually you know, potentially go and live somewhere else, you know, or that travel. So you've got this really strong travel uh, focus. You have a really strong focus on your career and you have a focus on groups and community because you're part of the same generation as I am, Uranus-Pluto conjunct in Virgo in your 11th house of groups and community. So there's a lot in your chart that like really talks about, you know, what you're here to do, which is essentially what you have been doing in your life. You know, and I don't think that's ever going to end, you know, um, I don't think it's going to end now, but um, I think it's just being transformed a little bit. Yeah. If I, my, um, when you were asking me, I was thinking, were well, you talking, um, what was, or what is the, the hardest part of this quarantine is not only the fact that uh, we not are able to work, but for me, one of the things that I really, really, really miss is just traveling. I know. You that know? was like your hobby. And it's not <laughs> I love being at home, uh, but I love to get in an airport and get in an airplane and go to a hotel and could be the worst airport and could, I don't think that it's a good airport anyways, <laughs> but could be any, even the worst place in the, in the world, but I love traveling. And that's probably the, the hardest part because same with you right now, we are always like, when can we leave? Where can we go? Where can we go? Because we really want to travel. Yeah, so. we both do want to travel. And it, like, even if it's just like we just <coughs> went, we just took like a four hour, you know, car trip. And, um, and that was really good. Like it was just really good to just get out of this feeling boxed in space. And, you know, I, I would encourage anyone listening to this to do that. Even if you could just go 
take a walk in a park or get in your car or even take public transportation safely and get out of town, you know, or go to the end of the line, you know, just get out of your space because it is refreshing psychologically, emotionally, physically, all of that. Um, so what are like, what are some other tips that you could give people, Ernesto, uh, especially couples that, cause I, I know that, um, some couples are fine. Other couples are not doing well right now. They're driving each other insane. And uh, you asking me for advice? <laughs> yes, because honestly, like oftentimes um, you don't have, you have a quick temper. And um, I think that you've really been working on that a lot. But I also think that you seem to be, I don't know, it seems like you have some kind of secret sauce. I don't. I don't. I mean, just, this is just a new experience I know. Uh, for everybody. Uh, I think we live our days one day at a time, um, one hour at a time. Just try to stay calm in a way. And it's weird coming for me because I will, I never stay calm. He's a fiery but, Latin <laughs> spitfire. Um, <laughs> but um, I don't know. Just work together in puzzles. I think it's a good therapy. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really good. because It's, it's like, a good therapy, I'm telling you. It's, it's super focused. You know, and so it takes you out. It, it like gets you in the zone, that zone place that you can be. Maybe you do anything together, play music, work on puzzles if you don't have any kind of hobby. I always wor I worried about you because you don't have a real hobby. Your hobby was like your work and traveling all the time. Yep. Um, but you also have been doing a lot of studying and learning and like updating new technology and softwares and stuff in your industry, which is really good. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know, like you've got that, you know, right now Jupiter's conjunct, um, your IC and even though Saturn and Pluto is still in your fourth house, like, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like something interesting is going to happen, an opportunity, an opportunity for you, Ernesto. Well, I mean, uh, believe it or not, focusing in something which is kind of a hobby, um, and maybe my future career, one of the things that I'm being paying more attention and focusing is photography. And that's why hopefully that will be my new career, I guess. Uh, I love photography. I love taking pictures. and Art photography? Portraits? Dog portraits? <laughs> no. I think I'm more with uh, just natural stuff. and Selling your art? Selling art? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and taking pictures. I, I would love to take pictures of shows. There is no show, so right. we got to do something. Yeah, you, and do, then, you do take some great You know, I mean, if we got to do portraits, we'll do weddings and, you know. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I think it'd be good for you to, like, reach out to your community of other um, unoccupied, uh, you know, um, tour uh, and entertainment professionals because you have, like, a lot of energy in your 11th house of, of groups and community. So, um reaching out to those people and like collaborating with them might be something fun for you to do. Like new interesting ideas on things that you guys can do. Whether it's like working on, um, you know, online concerts or um, doing like, maybe even like doing like photography and light shows for online shows. I don't know, but I think that there's something, um, there's an opportunity for you. And I would definitely take that if I were you. And um, I mean, you know, it's, it's such a it's such a weird time right now, and I think that 
I think that, you know, talking about our own experiences, our own thoughts, um, you know, sharing them is really important with the people that we love. Uh, fortunately, you and I don't have differing opinions on most things, which makes it pretty easy. Um, God, what else did I want to talk about here? Uh, I know that I wanted to, like, when we were driving back from Sedona, you had all these great stories, and yeah, maybe we were a little bit stoned, but, um, you know, it was really, we were, like, on fire having, like, these great um, conversations, but uh, I wanted to talk to you about um, coupling in the time of COVID, you know, your, your feelings, what are, what are your intuitions? You're a pretty intuitive guy. You know, you have a lot of water in your chart. Um, what, what are your, what's your intuition about, uh, about the election? This is the first time that you get to vote in the presidential election. My, oh. Do you have any like insight or perceptions or just like no, off the cuff, I'm, anything? I'm very concerned about that too, because that's another very great area right now politics you know i don't really don't know if i want to get into but um <laughs> that's probably my main concern right now because the future of everything uh even our life is involved with the result of the elections but i can't tell you right now what's gonna happen i i don't even know what's gonna the happen the republicans are campaigning like crazy in where we live in las vegas because we're believe it or not we're a blue state and um we have a democratic governor who is very antagonistic against trump and trump antagonistic against him we have voted in a mail by vote law here in nevada and um i'm proud of that we had a very successful um election this year already uh, with mail-in votes that no problems at all um so oh it's what i was going to say is the other day we had somebody come to ring our doorbell it was a republican canvassing and didn't didn't you come to the door with like your shirt off you know and like ernesto has like all these tattoos and he's probably pretty scary looking <laughs> and the guy's like hi i'm from the republican party and i have a quick survey and you're like i don't want to talk to a republican slam right yep yep true so yeah <laughs> there's that it, it's my uh concern nowadays with 54 years of um, you know living this life uh being in the country this country the more of half of my life in this country knowing i think i know this country good enough now I'm still, last night we were watching a show about politics and Ooh, you know, cleaning the swamp, draining yeah. the swamp, you know, Super and bad. I'm surprised and that's what it just bring me down a lot because you can see and you know that there might be and there is some, maybe two, maybe three, maybe ten Republicans or I'm not a Democrat or a Republican by the way, okay? Um, I'm just one the best for everybody, okay? And I can, can't understand why nobody stepped to the plate and said, okay, you're doing this wrong, or nobody's saying anything to our leaders, okay? Just not just the president. Everybody, the 10 top guys are all so corrupted, and they're all, you know, anybody by below those ten, uh, everybody's. It's like a, they're afraid to talk. 
and that's exactly what you know com my concern mm. because we are we're supposed to be living in democracy yeah and I don't think democracy is being played you know because we watch every day you watch more and more evidences that our leaders are getting more corrupt our leaders are doing stuff very in a bad way and we keep getting screwed and nobody's just getting up and saying okay you know for this well i mean there is people saying it obviously that the democrats are saying that you know but at the same time i can understand because i know there are good people that they're republicans and they're congressmen so uh you know anything you want it they're part of the party and nobody just can't say anything i guess so okay I asked you whether you had a perception about it. I know you're upset about it, and I know it's kind of, it's it really is a very um, revealing, it's a very revealing time. Much of the system uh, that is in the process of going through its destruction slash hopeful re rebirth, uh, our government system, our economic system is, like you said, corrupt. And many people just didn't really realize it. Like if you can watch, the little documentary the swamp it's very interesting because um the amount of money that is expected uh a politician is expected to give essentially to the party is like, unbelievable it's a total pay-to-play type situation but what i wanted to ask you is like ernest ernesto do you have hope oh i don't <laughs> Oh my but, God, what? But, he lives with me. Okay. I'm like so hopeful. I mean, unfortunately- what? Okay, have I ever stirred you wrong with my predictions? No, uh, this is, okay. It sounds really bad to say I don't have any hope, okay? Because I do, we all, as a human being, you will think that we have hope in your life. If I don't have hope, I would just jump out of the window right now. But, <laughs> you know, uh, let's say that my hopes are not very, optimistic in a way um and i'm this is not the us that and that's why my hope at, at this point and i'm you know we were not even arguing with a, a, a friend of mine yesterday about who to vote for you know who is worse the republicans the democrat who are who you know and it's not just the us it's just the world in general right now we are living in such a crazy times that everybody is for the most part everybody's looking at the u.s and so what they see on the u.s oh the guy with power is stealing money and doing whatever he wants so let's do the same and they are doing the same in uh -huh. many many ways yeah. so that's why my hopes are no very very high and that's what you know i do have hope <laughs> okay all right ernesto well i have enough hope for both of us and um i think that it is essential it is also essential um, to have meaning in going in going through this time to feel like there is meaning. That's why I love astrology because when we look at the astrology of this time of this amazing deconstruction, we see it reflected in the you know in the solar system and um, symbolically, you know Saturn and Pluto are representing the death knell and the issues. We will have a difficult next few months for sure. You know that Mars retrograde in Aries is going to square aspect all of the Pluto planets. So we have, um, this is, you know, and I also want to just really quickly mention, you know, 
the comet, you know, that uh, the comet Neowise, that in astrology, I haven't talked about this before, uh, comets are not, you know, they're kind of like eclipses. They're not necessarily harbingers of good stuff um, and have been over time associated with war, death, you know, all the bad stuff. So I think there's going to be some issues, um, especially in regards to, I said before, earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, fires, explosions, um, possibly some, you know, I mean, to say this is like, oh, yeah, well, you know, it's a normal day in the world, right? A terrorist attack, a bomb, blah, 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 blah. But we need to make sure to keep our cool um, because this is, you know, it's just going to be a tough time. So please, people, do what you can. Um, I'm going to write letters you know, uh, I'm, you know, I, I do not, I definitely want there to be a mail-in vote. I definitely want there to be hope for us to have a, a true potential republic, you know, a democratic republic, whatever it is that we actually are, and that we can vote out, um, you know, this difficult administration and vote in a progressive administration that wants to pass laws that are for the people. So anyway, this is kind of a weird uh, Persephone program, but um, I really appreciate uh, Ernesto coming in and talking uh, with me and contributing his input, telling a little bit of his story. And now you guys get to see who I live with. Isn't he interesting and cool? I think he is. Thank you, Ernesto. Well, thank you very much. Um, enjoy life, I guess. Yeah, right? Might as well. Go get a jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll talk soon more about uh, the astrology of these times in the next week or so. Thanks for listening. As always, would love to hear your feedback and input. You can message me at theperstephaneprogram.com or michelle.prentice at gmail.com. Have a great day.